Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. As we try something new today for Album for the Day, we go to the start of a new year and we decided to do our choice cuts from Album for the Day so far. And these are our 31 most enjoyed episodes by us. Doesn't mean it's for you. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed them too, but nobody ever asks us, so these are what we enjoyed the most so far with over 200 albums done. And these are the albums that we felt were the most special to us, what we learned the most from, um, and just something we enjoyed uh, talking about the most. So without further ado, here we go. Album for the day. And January the 29th, we, uh, we're not on UK Week anymore, but we may as well be, because uh, the All Things Must Pass episode oh, yeah. from George Harrison George was Harrison. another one of our classics that, mm-hmm. you know, just, just a little inside, behind the curtain, Jay has been a historic naysayer of George Harrison to watch him come around. Man, it's so fun to watch people grow. Uh, he, he, yeah. It, and the naysayer in me was that he was in the Beatles, the the one that that I didn't feel was like that fit in, you know, you know, he, that he was the least talented in the Beatles, and that has certainly changed at this point. We're looking at you, Ringo. I'm very sorry, Ringo. I'm sorry. I had your back for years, and this album totally changed it for me. Sorry, Go back Ringo. to the octopus's garden, Ringo. I still love Ringo, and he's still one of the best drummers of all time. He is. He's, he just he's acts a, naturally. He's a t- <laughs> that's a cover song. <laughs> album for the day, October 25th, as we continue with number one squared. That's an album that was number one at the same time as a single by the same artist was number one. Today, we focus on another special edition of album for the day and we talk about George Harrison with All Things Must Pass which was number one on January 2nd of 1971 for three weeks with My Sweet Lord backed with Isn't It a Pity Mm. Um, it was recorded May May of 1970 through October of 1970 at EMI Trident and Apple Studios in London, released November 27th of 1970 on Apple Records as a triple album. Mm. And since they just released a 50th anniversary edition on August the 6th, I'm just going to say, turned 50 this year. Remember last year, doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, it spent seven weeks at number one in the U.S., eight weeks at number one in the U.K. It is certified six times platinum in the U.S. And keep in mind, this is a triple album. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's almost unheard of. But when you think about uh, how it reflects the influence of what George was doing with Dylan, the band, Delaney mm-hmm. and Bonnie and Friends, Billy Preston from 68 to 70 his growth beyond supporting John Lennon and Paul McCartney kind of introduces his signature slide guitar sound oh yeah and the spiritual themes that would continue for 
the rest of his solo career. Oh, yeah. Um, well, and, I mean, the people he had play on this were, I mean, let's just, this is his first record after the Beatles, you know? And so, not only was it an artistic explosion, because this is a dude who's in a band with Lennon and McCartney. If he got two songs, three songs on a Beatles album, I don't think he ever. I don't think three. he ever got three. I don't think he ever got three, but two. Imagine having You're being, pushing it, George. Yeah, imagine being in the biggest band in the world, but you can't give your creative direction when you are one of the. It's just it's it's, it's mind boggling. Explosion! It's it's busting the dam yeah. down. Yeah, and so and everything that was behind it all comes out now. And so this record just comes out with just I mean he's playing with Eric Clapton, Gary Wright, Ringo actually did play on this record. Um, Billy Preston he played with you know he he did a lot with the Beatles as well. But it's like, you know, Bad you, Finger, the yeah, whole album. Yeah. Peter, or, I'm sorry, the whole band yeah, is on there. Yeah. Peter Frampton, Dave Ray, Mason, Ray Cooper, John Jerry, Lennon, he actually clapped on it. <laughs> Ginger Baker played on it. I mean, it's like, you know, he. this was everybody supporting him when, you know, after, like, post Beatles, you know? And it's like the the spiritual nature of what this record was, was I think the most deep thing to me because he was always the spiritual guy of the Beatles, in my opinion. Um, and this record, when it came out, it was that thing of like, of, of really solidifying himself as that core group to me of like, Oh yeah, that, that makes so much sense to me in the Beatles and why he was there. And like even the album cover to me says everything about what the Beatles are or what he meant to the Beatles, because it's like it's him he's making a statement. He's making a huge statement with the cover of this. It's him basically sitting there um, in a lawn with these boots on, and he's got these gnomes all around him, and he's still sitting there like in his chair, kind of like all right, you know, like he's got his beard and is you know it's like it's a grizzled look you know so the original vinyl release had two lps of songs and then the third one was called uh apple jam and that was kind of a way to stretch out everything that he had um what you're mentioning about the the gnomes though so the August 6th of this year reissue has seven varieties hmm. of the 50th anniversary edition. Um, the most extensive editions contain 70 tracks across five CDs and eight LPs, including outtakes, jams, and 47 demos, 42 of which were not previously released. Wow. Um, and... There's a scrapbook containing archival notes and a track-by-track annotation curated by Olivia Harrison. The Uber Deluxe Edition adds a 44-page book on the creation of the album. And get this. Scale replica figurines of George Harrison 
and the Friar Park Gnomes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's worth it right That's there. That's worth it right there. That's worth it right there. When I set up my George Harrison shrine, it's not the same if I don't have the gnomes. Yeah. You know, it just kind of hit me that he's in these big rubber sole boots. I wonder if that's the kind of boots that they talked about during that whole... Hmm. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. That, there's there, there's everybody's homework, including my own. Hmm. What kind of boots was George Harrison wearing in that picture? <laughs> well, going back to things that um, contribute to a quality record, I mean, we just listed off everybody that played on here. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I think the, in addition to that, another thing that goes back to what I was saying about quality cover, I'll even go more specific and say, if you have a quality Dylan cover Mm. on your album, you're punching for the top. And he co-wrote, I'd Have You Any Time with Bob, and he covered If Not For You which actually came out on October 7 of 70 on Dylan's New Morning. So they were kind of both contemporary. But there was a bunch of controversy and speculation when people found out that Bob Dylan and George Harrison were doing stuff in the recording studio together. And Mm -hmm. um, everyone speculated that George was going to become a part of the band and I think he was such a successful artist. He didn't have he didn't have a need for it. I think that he had, he was such an independent. And I think Dylan that was in the same. The band would have been yeah. nothing with George Harrison. Oh yeah, that's that's it would be it would be almost an insult to George Harrison. You so know, George Harrison. Speaking of getting insulted, uh, this album was produced by Phil Spector. Oh <laughs> <laughs> gosh! George Harrison later expressed regret at the amount of post-production reverb added by Phil Spector. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And George yeah. actually oversaw the 30th anniversary reissue yeah. during his last year of life. Yeah, that's. And he reordered the Apple jam disc Mm -hmm. so that out of the blue was at the end of the album which was his original intent so that's that's one that's one to watch and one to listen to for sure and the apple jam disc is actually known widely as a document for the official formation of Derek and the dominoes Mm. because all they all of them were there. Yeah, That's right. That's what they were doing. That's why they were there. Um, it was nominated but didn't win Album of the Year and Record of the Year for My Sweet Lord in 1972. But All Things Must Pass received the Grammy Hall of Fame Award in 2014. <laughs> Go figure. Dude, that's like giving Bill Cosby an honorable doctorate. Whoa, he actually has one, I'm pretty sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's kind of gross. You didn't earn it. I'd probably just take that away from him now because you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyways, well, uh, today's album for the day, October 25th, is All Things Must Pass by the wonderful George Harrison. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at album, the number four, the day. Uh, give us a follow, subscribe, wherever you listen to our podcast. Support us via the listener support option and gain access to additional bonus content.
Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. Hallelujah. Krishna, Krishna. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're listening on Spotify, after starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!